Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. You know what that means. It is the AEW review with me, your boy, Big Tasty. And as a result of Platitube's madness, we have roped in once more. I would say special guest, but now like occasional <laughs> contributor. Faye, how's, how's it going, Faye? It's good, it's good. I am just coming fresh off a weekend of mad, wonderful wrestling. But I'm here to talk about yeah, the mad, well, wonderful wrestling. Very quickly before we get into the AW, good stuff. You, Jay, Troy, went to... And Matthew. Went and to, Matthew. And Dan. And Dan, yeah, from Sweet Jamag. Yeah, Sweet Jamag podcast. Uh, top lads. Mm-hmm. Um, you all went to Super Strong Style 16 at the weekend. That's the reason why Jay is now locked in the Tesco mine. For the, mess, yeah. for the rest of the because he had a full punished. he had a full weekend off and that simply will not fly so Dave Tesco that menace <laughs> he's just there like I don't know mining for Prosecco in the that's definitely the it or, or like that. you know Victoria Sponge <laughs> whatever whatever mine they've put him in there for today having to go down deep for the good meal deals <laughs> for the bar rugs on yeah that's it that's where you get the wraps that's where they live like and the cookies there. Yeah, oh, the brownies. If you go to the little one on Dale Street, you can get like a brownie for your meal deal as well, which is phenomenal. Really? Yeah. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of that tomorrow. So I, I right before we get into AW, we talk quick meal meal deal talk. I got a meal deal the other week for the first time, and because I don't work in an office, like you know, I work I work weird hours. Mm-hmm. I got a meal deal for the first time, like since the start of lockdown, and I did not know what the fuck I was doing. They've changed everything. <laughs> It's been a while since I've got a meal deal, but the prospect of a brownie excites me. I'm not going to lie. So I'm definitely going to check that out tomorrow. Yeah. I'll let you know my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> check awesome. out my Twitter. <laughs> oh, do you remember there used to be a Facebook group called like Rate My Meal Deal? And you'd post what you got. I've seen the Rate My Plates, but what my friend does is he goes to Boots and then he doesn't necessarily get it for if I'll enjoy it but it's like how expensive can I make my meal deal yeah it's all about maximising the value so you think like yeah. well, I, don't, I don't really want the yoghurt but it's like two quid by itself normally Yeah. so I'm definitely getting that. that and like I don't even like like the protein shake but like that's like 250 so there's like that's like 450 <laughs> already so I'm like just three quid I'm, I'm making at least a fiver here so easy you know, easy yeah. money yeah uh, right then we'll move on to actual actual <laughs> wrestling Although, we're, although we are having a lovely time BSing about uh, sandwiches, we actually have got a lot of... of yeah, we wrestling. really have. Well, we haven't got a lot of wrestling to talk about, really, but we've got a lot of shit to talk about. Business. Wrestling business um, is what we've got we'll to just, talk we'll about. We'll just plough through this like with the with the sort of the blinders on and just assuming that everything we talk about is happening in real time and we're not going to sort mm-hmm. of try and play it forward because then we'll just end up you know, in a sort of Avengers Endgame situation yeah. where we're going around in like a loop and fighting fast. Like chess again. with yourself. And yeah, we don't want to do that because that's just terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right, okay, we'll start off with the first match. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about them in too much detail because we'll get to the juicy stuff. Uh, CM Punk and FTR versus the Gun Club and Max Caster. Uh, Anthony Bowens continues to be the best thing in AW. Even oh my just- God. Yeah, like he's such a he's such a hot commodity at the minute. And this, even though they're meant to be the heels in the match, 
the fucking pop for them was insane. It was just, so good. Because well, they play off each other so well and, and like, they, they play the same characters so consistently. So like Colton and Austin are like dickheads basically and they keep getting everything wrong and Billy hates them. And then like the <laughs> acclaimed. His own children yeah, so then, violently. And then everybody loves the acclaimed. Everyone does love the acclaimed. It's a fact. It's a fact. And then um, Bowen's screams scissor me daddy ass into the microphone. Every time and it makes me laugh. And it makes me laugh and die a little inside at the same time, <laughs> which is which is wonderful. The best um, combination. Yeah. So there's some well, leading on to something later, which we'll we'll sort of get through. There was some ropey CM Punk stuff here. He he sort of yeah. fell he, he sort of fell on a on a clothesline, a spring world clothesline. And then he went to later on in the match, he went to power bomb Austin into Billy and sort of just like dropped him. Yeah, yeah. I feel I f- it must have been like I th- at that point when I was watching it, I was like, "Oh wow, this is this is this seems to be a theme because it was like that in the Hangman match as well." Yeah, with the with the clothesline thing. So I was kind of like, mm, "That's a bit that's a bit weird for Punky than that." And I, was like, like, I mean, one maybe, but like three in a row, like yeah, maybe something up there. That, that got me worrying. I'm not gonna lie, but I did, I do love this trio of CMFTR. I think they're fantastic. They put up they put a post FTR without exploring what's going later. They put a post up on Twitter the other day that like nearly made me cry. It was that emotional. Yeah, it, um, was, it was beautiful. And as well, even even straight after when Punk won the championship, and they were like, just put the trios on them now. And he was like, Yeah, just give us the straps so we don't murder all your faves. And I was like, Oh my god, this is really happening. I mean, well, after, after one off, they came out, didn't they? they, they after the show, they had Punk on the shoulders and stuff. Which was did you see their t shirt? Yes. Oh, I want that t-shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, I love this. This group is fantastic. And I think they should all wear pink gear. Yes, and they should have all of the belts. Um, yeah. And, no, yeah. no, 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 they shouldn't. No. <laughs> uh, but no, Dax, that, I mean, Dax was probably the, was the workhorse in this match, as he, as he normally is. He, he, yeah. he, he can just go forever, can't he? He's just, he's just a machine. So you want me to do this sound? Let's do it. It's so good. Max Caster continues to be a, a lovable shithouse. And yeah. yeah, the gun, the gun club. So, and, and so, someone actually um, said, didn't they, on Twitter this week that the, reckon the gun club will be? He said, like the gun club got really good when I wasn't like, looking. And then Dax replied and said, yeah, they're legit going to be one of the best tag teams in the world in a few years. Yeah, you. Well, I remember um, last this time last year. I'd, not even this time last year. Like just before the New Year's, like New Year's Christmas, you and Jay said this in a um, in a review you were like um they are consistently like just solid workers and they are so 100%. i don't know if, if that's anything to do with billy on the outside if he sort of helps them out and he calls the four of them out as they're going or if they're just good but like they, they're never in the wrong place they never miss no. spots they, nothing they do ever looks awkward i mean all right they're not they're not the lucha brothers they're not doing like massive Canadian destroyers but what they do always looks really well done so smooth yeah no, yeah, I completely agree with that. And they're enjoyable to watch as well because they play their part really well. And if they're like the floor of your tag team division, then you've got an incredible tag team division. Yeah. If they're meant to be like your bottom of the rung guys that need help from the acclaimed, then you've got no problems. Yeah. So the, I love the finish of this as well. So Punk hits a GTS and then Austin sort of, Austin's selling is so good. He sells it like, you know, he's, he's got like the jelly legs and he sort of wanders around. And then as he's there, like you see, FDR is like stalking him and they hit him with a big rig, which like nearly kills him. And he, he sells it. He sells like a grenade. He sells like a grenade's gone off underneath him. It's, it's oh, yeah. The synchronicity of the GTS and the big rig was great as well. I yeah. really love that. 
like the way it works because well, like the, the GTS like pops them up doesn't it and then like this, yeah. it's, it's, like you say you just sort of staggers right into the big and the big rig just comes yeah. out of nowhere and it's oh, yeah, it was so much fun I'm down for this when the acclaimed turn face I think it's going to break the universe <laughs> they're going to rip a hole in the space time continuum and they got a shot of the fuego verse all over again. Uh, so then after the match, Punk asks who his opponent is for Forbidden Door. Tanahashi comes out. We'll, we'll, Go we'll, Ace. We'll, we'll just gloss over that. Shall we? No, we won't. No, we won't. I mean, Go we, Ace. we have to for, for reasons, but for legal reasons. But Tanahashi was on Dynamite. AEW. I was so and happy. And it's not even one of the five biggest talking points of the week. <laughs> I know. And it was so good, and he looked so happy to be there. And he's been hitting the gym loads because I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah. he looks great. He looks fantastic. Just imagine Moxley just backstage furious, just like just foaming at the mouth, where having you, to be held back. Where were you when I asked you? Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be it. That's gonna be a thing, and it's gonna be great because he still had. We still haven't. You know, everything that's gone on, Capital Collision, everything, we still haven't had Mox and Tanahashi one-on-one. Yep. And I need that, like, air. I need well, it now. Put a pin in that for a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do we, that. We could, we could be coming back around to that, maybe. Oh, possibly. Um, so next up, then, the moment, one of the moments everyone's talking about, that MJF for a moment. Oh, man. The pipe bomb. I mean... That's <sighs> his pipe bomb. Yeah, I don't think it was... It was very, very, very good. It didn't hit as well as the pipe bomb, but it was very good. It didn't have him. the same. I think it's because he's done. He's done something like because if he hadn't have done what I'm going to call the babyface promo, mm-hmm. like a few months prior, because that for me was was phenomenal. Like the yeah. that was that was his his game. That was his magnum opus. That was his like you know. Yeah, look what I've done. This is my, this is my masterpiece. Yeah, this was also incredible though. Um, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was it was a little bit. Like sensationalist, like, it was a little bit sort of leaning into like the stuff that happened over over double or nothing. Yeah, and so it wasn't. It felt a bit cheaper than the, the babyface one because it didn't really go out of nowhere as, as much as that one did. And it felt, it felt like, um, I think as well, is that it was like it felt edgy, like he was trying to be edgy, like trying to push the boundary. It, it didn't feel like I'm gonna, don't and get- I don't want to do this too much, but with the. Compare, looking at this and the pipe bomb, they're obviously two very different things, but it is, it is that whole like disillusionment, disillusionment with it. But it didn't feel as much because he was screaming and because he screamed the whole way through it and didn't talk. Yeah, I think I think one one of the really underrated things about the pipe bomb is how calm Punk stays. Yeah. It, it's he's almost running it like matter of fact, isn't he? Whereas MJF's getting really worked up, which in a way I think makes it a little bit more exciting. Especially like that, that was it was a hot crowd. Look, I have to point out this is like the first shows that AEW's done on the West Coast for like two and a half years. Yeah, they were feral. Yeah, the crowd great. the crowd were nuclear for like for not just for this, just for like for everything. Yeah, they were just excited to have this. But yeah, I mean. I'm dunking on it a little bit, but I will say, in the moments watching MGF look down the camera and scream at Tony Khan, "Fire me, you, Fire fucking, me, you mark. fucking mark!" Oh. Was that, that was that was shivers right there. To be fair, oh, it was great. Like, and and as a self-admitted AEW mark myself, I was like, "Oh my god!" I because I watched this live. Um, I was no, not this one. Didn't watch this live. Sorry, watch Rampage live. But like, I watched this, I watched live this. in a hotel in Birmingham on my phone. Yeah. Um, God, what was, were you like watching this? Were you just it, like it was still hitting, like watching yeah. it on like a surviving screen. So yeah, yeah, it was it was fine. Yeah. Um and then the mic gets cut and the, the thing just goes straight to break. 
Uh, so apparently, again... Have you seen the footage on Twitter? Well, when Punk comes out, I've not yeah. seen it. I've heard about it. So apparently, he yeah, ran Punk, out. Punk came out and he but, just runs out through the crowd. I yeah, think what, Punk I think, didn't even make it to the ring. Like, like long term, are they trying to do like Punk v Cena? Where MVP that's what Punk, it felt like to me. Because that they've already started that, haven't they? Like, hmm. um, that's what it feels like to me. And I hope they do. I think that'll be interesting to see Punk as the corporate chill. Yeah. Well, it's it's um, what it's what Punk did to Cena, isn't it? He said like yeah. you started out anti-establishment, but now you're the company guy, and now MGF's going to turn on to Punk and be like, yeah, you start, you're PG, you're the company guy, you're this, yeah. you're that, yeah. So maybe maybe CM can stand for corporate mark. <laughs> um, see, I'm sure that's not fucked by anything that happens later in the week. So yeah, yeah, it's all, absolutely, it's all, it's, it's, it's all fine and totally on track. Yeah, uh, so because we haven't had enough excitement, uh, Johnny Elite's out for an open challenge and. A promo for Miro comes up, and remember when Miro <laughs> uh, was just cutting fire promos on everybody? Yeah, he's just back uh, to doing that, isn't he? It just it was wonderful. It was like it was like a breath of fresh air, but a fresh air that you that you've been with. Like when you go on holiday somewhere where you haven't been in ages, and like you step off the plane and that heat hits you, and you're like, oh, yeah, I've missed this. Right, there are only two That's people. Like. There are only two people in wrestling who like legitimately scare me in and out of character because I think <laughs> they could genuinely hurt me. One is Miro, and one is Moxley. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I get that. Even like, Moxley even, scares me in a different way. Even like Danielson, like I think he, I know he's just such a nice guy, but Miro, his his character is so believable. Yeah, I honestly, when I watch him, I get a little bit scared. It, it's that intimate. It's like that. Oh shit! No, you're just you. It's like he could like, be fine. You could be having a beer with him, and then all of a sudden he's choking out the pool cube before you've even like put your, your drink down because you yeah, said the wrong thing about his wife, yeah. isn't it? You know, and it's just like <laughs> your wife's not flexible. Oh no, I'm dead. <laughs> oh wait, That's no, it. he's actually murdered me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Mira comes out and just for the for, for the Bethy, what used the word, just fucking bodies Johnny Elite. Oh, it was brilliant. It was I've missed that so much, and you know, props to Johnny Elite. For like he's, already yeah, job not, and he's, he's not long coming to AW. He don't even sign the contract yet, and he's already <laughs> doing the job for Miro. I think he got like three moves in the entire match, yeah. and like one of them was a kick. <laughs> oh, that poor man. It's fine though because he did well at A in progress, so you know that's fine. yeah. He had, he had a he had a good weekend. Didn't he? <laughs> he made up for it. Oh, just think about it. He was he was on. He was getting pummeled by Miro, and then like three days later, you were watching him in London. Yeah, but for three days as well. He wrestled every day. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Miro's back. Miro breaks Johnny with a game over, and yeah, it's all good. Miro's back. I missed that game over though. Like I really have. Scorpio Sky is in danger. A Scorpio Sky is one hundred percent in danger, and I can't wait for it. Um, next up, then we had, and again, they just this. This was you know every now and then you get an episode of Dynamite where like because they, they, they spent it, it. It's like you know when you do you, do you ever do you play a lot of pool or do you, do you, ever, do you watch a lot of snooker I, or anything like that? I have pl- I've played pool like I enjoy it a lot so a lot of like the, the tactics of pool it's like setting yourself up so you'll, yeah. you'll maybe you're not part anything for the first like five or six rounds but you'll get all your balls in the right place and then all of a sudden you just go on a run and go boom, everything boom, boom, comes boom, boom. together this yeah. is one of those episodes where you just clear the table because like fuck me they just give you everything in this one so we've got it was another one of those um those weeks where it was like, hey, this isn't a pay-per-view, but you want a pay-per-view, we'll give well, you just, one. Just, you just want excitement. It don't even have the matches. It wasn't even like Belt to Belt. The Belt to Belt was good, but like it was all the all the bits in between were amazing. So you, you've got Tanahashi, that's fine. You're going home with Tanahashi, that's safe. You've yeah. got Miro, he's back. You know, that's good. And next up, do you want some blood and guts? Because here's William Regal to come and shout blood and guts. Like he's uh, I popped so hard for that, you know. I was like, oh my, because I obviously watched it on... 
on the Thursday morning and I was putting it in the Discord and I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> they said, he said the thing, he said the thing, my that's life. That's literally all things. he said as well. Yeah, that's all we needed. <laughs> so, yeah. I didn't even realise, you know, it didn't dawn on me that that's what, because I thought that's a bit weird, Eddie coming out William Regal. Yeah. And I thought, mm, why is he out? And then he handed them the mic and he said it. And I was like, oh, my I mean, God. A couple, a couple of things I love in this segment. So one, Eddie Kingston gets the monster pop. as well. His music is just like the biggest pop in AWs when his music hits like all the time. And I fucking love it. It's a um, Pavlovian response of serotonin for me. Now <laughs> I hear it and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll have that. So there's, I'll just go into a brief segue here. There's a, a chap who I follow on the internet called Dan Reichert. He used to be a video game journalist. Mm-hmm. He is a, he used to be on the Giant Bomb podcast. He went to WWE and he became a podcast producer for the New Day. And he worked oh, there right. for two and a half years. And he he just left and came back to video games today. And he is one of his first tweets was, "I can finally tweet about wrestling now after two and a half years. I just want to say that Eddie Kingston is the best thing in wrestling." Absolutely, I love him. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I absolutely he's, adore he's, him. He's not wrong. Um, Jericho says that um, it's crazy that Eddie Kingston tried to burn him. Who would who would even think about burning someone? <laughs> I love that. Jericho that being a, so Jericho funny. being a totally unaware dickhead is like the best version of him. I love it. Yeah, I, I prefer much prefer Jericho as a heel, and I love that he loves it. Yeah, as well. Remember when Jericho was like a face feuding with American Top Team, and we all hated it, and we were like, he just needs to be a dickhead again, and now he is, and it's glorious. Even cycle that back to a year. Remember when Jericho was a face and we were all okay with it, with with it, with the inner circle. I mean, as yeah, with the yeah. I think that was more. I wanted to see Santana and Ortiz turn face than I wanted to see Jericho turn face. I think. I think I just really hated MJF in that moment. <laughs> this was before it was like, I was, it was on like, the MJF train because like Sammy Hager and Jericho should never be faces. No, no. But I, Santana and Ortiz have always been faces like <laughs> this is they've always into... been so over <laughs> yeah like... and like, they cut a promo like yeah, like one of the first pay-per-views they were the heels going into the books for the titles and they cut like this amazing baby face underdog promo and it's like why are they the heels they're like the books <laughs> the books are like spoiled rich boys these are like guys from the streets they make them like, the faces the books as well and obviously i'll go into the into these tangents a lot during this episode but like the books are never faces. Even when they're baby faces, it's like, no, but you are bastards, though, yeah, aren't but, you? Yeah, but you, you are pricks, aren't you? Like, <laughs> if, like, you? like your mates who were like, oh, yeah, he's gonna, he's, he's, yeah, he's a bit of a dick, but like, you know, what can I do? You love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so yeah. Ortiz comes out with the tennis ball and the sock, smacks Jericho, cuts a bit of his hair off. Love to um, see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I want to see smooth Chris. That's, that's I, I no, no, I don't. I absolutely do not want to see that. I want them to shave his hair, and then I just want him to go away until he grows it back. Because I think that's a weird mental image. I want him. To, I want. To show, <laughs> so basically, Jericho said he'll do blood and guts if he can have a heavy hair match with his beforehand. His hair is so beautiful, though. And I, I want Jericho to lose, to lose and I want Jericho to have his head shaved. But then I want him every week to come out with a more elaborate wig <gasps> and just claim it's, it because it's even bigger because, because he's a wizard. He can grow his hair back really quickly. Yeah, and he has an assortment of hats. Yes, big big hair, big hats. I just want yeah. like by the end by the end of it, I want him to look like Gene Simmons. <laughs> maybe maybe they can get the whole of the JAS to wear even more ridiculous wigs as well. Like that'd be funny, except for Matt Lee, who just looks the same because yeah. he's perfect. <laughs> Don't change him. Yeah. Um, next up, then we have some young books action. The young books back in their hometown. Um, so there was a really nice bit on BTE when like the books were sort of not in character. And Matt Jackson saying like, 
this was like the first arena. Like the first time we ever wrestled here was in front of like fifteen hundred people, and now like they're back. They've sold it out. It's a full full crowd. It's and they wanted it for all in. Yeah, yeah, they wanted they want to do all in there, but they couldn't they couldn't get it because it was pre booked or something. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Oh, I, I, feel, I felt really like, quite uh, quite emotional for the young, young books on this because it was lovely to see. Yeah, honestly, like that and Rampage, I was just like, oh, look at you boys. Now, like, we'll get to the end and I'll say what I've got to say, but let's go through this match because, my God. I mean, it was a really fun match, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so it was Young Bucks, Red Dragon, and Hikaleo versus Jurassic Express, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, and Darby. Yeah, Hikaleo. It's starting to happen, isn't it? Just, just a random hiccup. It's like, oh yeah, they just mentioned it on, Adam Cole's on commentary because I think he's a bit, yeah. he's a bit, he's he's not like injured, injured, but he's like a little bit roughed up, and they want. Apparently, him. he's out till Forbidden Door. Well, they, apparently, they just want him to take some time off and like heal up a bit because it's mm-hmm. it's not like a single thing. He's just a bit like knackered from all the wrestling because he's, he's wrestled a lot since he yeah. came to AW. And um, so me with me and the whole Bullet Club drama, I made a every time something happens. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so like I saw Hikaleo and I was like, oh no, it's starting to happen already, isn't it? We're getting the build up. Well, yeah, well, they, they mentioned specifically, Adam Cole mentioned specifically that he he basically called in a favour from Jay White. Oh, and they got Hikaleo to come in. Noises. So, yeah, Especially it's... as Hikaleo had just betrayed his brother. Yes. Who's being kicked out and sided with Jay White very vocally. Um, So that was good to see. And I always like seeing and Hikaleo looked really good in this match. Yeah, yeah those, are, those are really cool moments because like he, there was like a him and Luchasaurus were kind of like circling each other like the entire match, but never quite getting into it. And then and like, that's what we wanted. Yeah, and then it happened, and it was awesome. Yeah, so good. I hope we see more of Hikaleo to be honest, because he's a he's been in Impact a lot and strong, but he he showed up obviously in that match against Lance Archer, and that was a boss match. Yeah, and then we didn't see him, and I was sad. So more Hikaleo, please. Yeah, he, he was yeah, really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some awesome moments. I loved when Matt Hardy went to all four posts with Red Dragon in the books and did the delete, delete, delete. Yeah, head yeah. And then Hikaleo comes in and, and like Adam Cole's like, yeah, he's going to sort them out. And then Matt Hardy like, go, almost gets him and then Hikaleo's like, nah, but I'm like fucking sick off at all. What are you doing? <laughs> and just, like, Adam Cole was a gem on this commentary as well. Just like, get it together, Matt. Get it together. It was just him <laughs> having like a panic attack. It was great. It was just Adam Cole having an existential crisis every time <laughs> it looked like gonna, the books were going to lose. Yeah. Um, Luchasaurus hit uh, Poison Rana on Nick. I think killed him. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's not been back now. Um, but yeah, and also Darby just selling everything all the time. Yeah, I mean Darby just doing Darby things, really, isn't he? <laughs> so That's... good, isn't it? So we'll get to the finish. Um, the um, so it's Hardy and Jungle Boy in the ring, and the books and Red Dragon come in. Red Dragon hit the high low on Hardy, and the books hit the melted driver. Melted driver, love to see it. Um, pin the champion. Pin Jungle Boy. Yes, this is it. This is the thing. I was like, that is that is sending a message. That is saying something. That that's, like... that's, the, that's the first thing Adam Cole said, wasn't it? So like they just pinned the champion. They just pinned yeah. the team champions. And it's like even even um, Jurassic Express, I, even um. Red Dragon couldn't do that. No. Because, like, yeah, it, it it made me get excited because <laughs> I love the books and I was like, oh my God, already we're having this. Already. Now, my thing is, is that you kind of at this point either have to set up something big for the books, I think, or you have to start thinking about them back in the picture. Who do they the wrestle belts. at the window? Oh, the Elite. The Undisputed, or something breaks down horrendously, 
and we get that. Dragon um, books v Red Dragon at Forbidden Door or books v. Yeah, or we could even get like books v GOD if they're teaming up with Bullet Club. Or, or some sort of Bullet Club. Do you think Bullet Club survive with. Do you think the, the, do you think the Adam Cole, Jay White sort of entente continues, or do you reckon something goes wrong and they fight at Forbidden Door? If nothing happens at Dominion on Sunday, yeah. then then yes, we get we get a breakdown of is that in Japan or is that in America? That's in Japan. Right. Okay. Um, so if we get nothing between now, if we get nothing between now, like on a rampage or something. But I don't think we get a breakdown between Adam. Because it, and, feel, it feels yeah. like with them taking Adam Cole off matches that they're really trying to keep him. Ready for in the picture, yeah. They must must have something big planned for him for the I think we're gonna have a breakdown between the elite and the undisputed at Forbidden Door. I don't think we're gonna have a breakdown between, oh, right, okay, between because I think the undisputed are gonna go with Bullet Club. Do you think Kenny comes back at Forbidden Door, even if he's not wrestling, even if he's just like, maybe if he doesn't, I'm gonna, I think I will physically shed tears if Kenny doesn't show up. (laughs) You if we get like, another Don Callis appearance, I'm just going to lose my Do you think, we end, do you think we end with the Elite standing across from Cole Fish and O'Reilly? Yeah. Like three on three? Yeah, or we get... And, um, and then trio's time. Or we get Kenny and Jay facing off and the Bucks and Hangman. <laughs> so we get the original, like, Elite. Yeah. Turn a wild coat or Ibushi as well. Fair. I know if, like, like you know... He's, he's had his pay docked for three months now, so hopefully that's sorted out. Yeah. And we get Kota back. That'd be great. Yeah, right, then next up, uh, Swerve and Keith Lee are backstage with a load of people that I am not cool enough to know anything about. No, me neither. I had no idea who they were. Someone gives Swerve a jacket, and it looks very nice, and he's very happy with it. And Keith Lee looked really happy to be Keith there. Keith Lee just looks like, <laughs> yeah, just like the proudest dad. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he's like the cool... He's like... The older brother that's a bit nerdy, but has a really cool younger brother who idolizes him. That's what <laughs> yeah. that's what that tag team feels it's like. like he, plays, he plays he plays D and D, like he DMs and his little brother's just like just starting to get into it. He just gave him his first set of dice for his birthday. And like yeah. you know, he's, he's maybe gonna about do a, his next campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Uh, all right, next up then, Athena pops out. Um really Good nice promo. Yeah. She's saying basically that she's gonna break your cargo street, she's all elite. She's she, she talks why did she never get to talk in WWE? I mean, let's not go into that. Like, why doesn't anyone get stuck so, in she WWE? She talked so well. And she looked so happy to be there Yeah, as well. Uh, Did you know that Hair and Swerve had a match in another in another really? promotion? Yeah, like recently. Like, after oh, nice. she left. I know she's been wrestling with Thunder Rosa about NG as well, like on the Indies. Uh, to a time limit draw? Yeah. I need, to, I need to find these matches. Um. Right, next up then. Sorry, we, sorry, had, um, we had we had Jade that, come yeah, out. Yeah, Jade comes out. Then the big the, well, the big thing here is we get our first taste of Stokely, big Stoke. Yes, we did. And oh I... my lord! Like if you thought right, first of all, like, Jade is like a machine when it comes to getting things over. Yeah, she got she got that bitch over. She got Mark Sterling over. She got cut the shit over. Now yeah. Stokely's there, like just getting the, hairy the, more well. the body section. She got fucking Kira Hogan over, who's not been on TV yeah. for like forever. Yeah, she got Red Velvet over, and they tried like several things with Red Velvet. I just didn't stick, but this has. Yeah, Jade is just magic. I don't know how she does it. She just makes everything money. That's what she does. She is literally green like money. Yeah, uh, Stokely Hathaway is the definition of money. If you cut him open, money would come out. I definitely believe that. 
he totally... is he is phenomenal on the microphone like this is the first time i've really seen him like because i've never really watched nxt when he was there no me neither but all i've learned through about stokely is through the discords like yeah. osmosis through the memes and the gifts and all yeah. this uh yeah um it, it was amazing I'll, I'll, throughout yeah. the course of this so we end up with um chris statlander comes out and ruby soho comes out yeah. No, Anna Jay comes out. Sorry, not really. Anna Jay. No, yeah. yeah so we, end up with, like... we end up with Chris Statlander, Anna Jay, and Athena against uh, Jade and the Baddies. And Stokely's like, no, 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 ain't no money here. We'll do, we'll do it another time. Love it. Love it. I, I do have the fear, though, that the Dark Order are going to disassemble. Well, Anna's a magician again now, isn't she? But she still does the Dark Order thing. Yeah. But I just want, like, can we have those girls in the Dark Order then? But all three. Just, yeah. yeah. Just, just have, like, a nice little faction like a dark faction I'd, I'd be down for that right then next up we had another classic warlord squash he just annihilates jd drake basically how good was his entrance though like how mm. happy how pumped was he to be out there it felt, it felt huge and it? it felt really good um which was awesome uh, after the match tony gives him a quick interview a re- uh, quick interview says he's all elite mark sterling comes out with a load of security guards and serves him with a class action lawsuit fun fact the person who came into the ring to present him with the lawsuit was hood slam's very own drugs bunny oh really yeah oh how much did you pop over that <laughs> enormously yeah. <laughs> drugs bunny is all elite confirmed get him on dark <laughs> banging, banging. Uh- I can almost feel Aaron's nosebleed from here. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets a power bomb and he gets the uh, the ripped up uh, and lots of stuff in his mouth. So this is this is so funny though because I it's mean, like Mark, Mark Sterling is an interesting first opponent for Wardlow, but I'm here for it. Does that mean he's going to team up with Hawkinson? <laughs> yes, let's let's put that there because he's he's friendly with Danhausen too. So I want, I, I want Danhausen and Wardlow training backstage like with Hook, just like eating chips in the background. Yeah. I'm down for that. Maybe he can like he can like hold up Danhausen to pretend that he's doing like the bench presses and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dan, yeah Danhausen doing like the chin ups. It looks like what the Dan Water is just holding by the waist like that. Yeah, like yeah. Him. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That'd <laughs> um, be awesome. The thing is, though, this is another this is another classic AEW thing where it's not nearly as funny if you don't watch BTE. Yeah, yeah, because Mark Sterling's been doing these like incredible like. F- fake bad adverts on BTE. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't think the like I thought I thought it was incredibly funny that this is carried over and I'm like, I love it when this happens. <laughs> it's so good. BT is essential watching at this point. It, really goes kind of, it goes in kind of waves, doesn't it? So like yeah. every now and then it will like sort of drift out of it and like but at the moment like there's a lot of stuff. Like all the Hardy Hardy's young book stuff was on BTE. Yeah. Um <laughs> like all of this, all the Mark Sterling stuff's on BTE, all the Dan House and stuff's on BTE. I yeah. think the best friends all I think what's happening with Chuck and his depression, will will. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I loved I loved it the other week when uh, when Chuck was like, it was again a throwback to like yeah. way back when when Chuck was like, hey, "Are you guys spooky? Yeah, are you still spooky?" And I'm like, oh yeah, like, are, you, are, you, are you still perverts? <laughs> and like, oh yeah. Johnny Hungy continues to be amazing. He is. He's he's worth employing just for his facial expressions alone. Yeah. Like, even like the other week when he came down to interfere in the um. At the, the pay per view in the J match when he came down to like kill Mark Sterling, he came, he came down with like the best facial expression, like doing like a like a skeleton walk, like a little <laughs> sort of like tiptoe, didn't he? You know, yeah, it was the most Johnny Hungy thing ever. <laughs> it was incredible. Uh, right then, moving on next backstage, we had uh, basically Dante Martin just comes and challenges Scorpio for the um, TNT title, which yeah, that'll be all right, won't it? 
got excited for that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to suck that much. So, yeah, no, bring, definitely bring, not. Bring that on. Uh, next mm-hmm. up, speaking of stuff that didn't suck, um, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Remember when yeah. Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, do you want another like five, ten minutes of that? <laughs> yeah, with with added with added awesome of Britt and Ruby as well. Yeah, like, but like, they they did it. They did a fair bit of this. Was just. Tony Jamie Redux, which I'm all about. Like, let yeah, them they know, they know what the crowd wants. Let the women who have worked stardom work. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's just put stardom in AEW. How about that? <laughs> it was that. it was like the whole. Where, where, where did the Japanese women's match come out of? Like like five minutes for no reason. It was yeah. It was I love awesome. it when that happens with any with any people who have been in New Japan or stardom and they get in the ring together. You can tell. Oh, wait, oh it's yeah. like we we can just work stiff. It's great. Yeah, yeah. You can take my kicks and my chops. It's fine. So yeah, it was really good fun. Um, I can't remember the finish. Tony did, um, did, Ruby Tony pin did Brit? that. Well, um, Tony gave a fucking stiff ass drop kick to Brit, and then the um, they tagged they tagged her at some point, which was great because I think they work really well, and I think they'd be a good women's tag team, like so good. Um, but, um, Tony and Ruby. Yeah, Tony and Ruby. Um, Ruby um, pinned Brit after the destination unknown. Which feels big. I mean, like, big in the sense, I mean, Brit didn't get the win at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And I know Troy was kicking off on Discord the other day about, like, why Ruby never wins the big one. But I don't know. I feel like there's still a long-term thing here. And as well, I don't think you could have had Ruby win at the pay-per-view because I think people would have genuinely rioted. She wasn't because of, popular after the start. Was po- no, I felt def- even me. I felt defensive of of Brit mm. at that point. So I was like, "Well, no." It, like, it felt people, like people really like Chris Statlander like a lot. Yeah, like, understandably exactly. so. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were not happy that um the Brit that the Ruby won that one. So anyway, so Ruby gets a win here. She pins Brit again. So this is yeah. a couple of things. I think it moves Ruby up a bit, which is good, but it also moves Brit down a bit, which is good because it keeps her, you've got to keep her away from like the number one spot so she can't go right back to the title picture, I feel. Yeah, totally. Um, and can we just appreciate um, before this next match actually starts, um, Jericho and Regal. And Jericho is like, I'm surprised you're still alive, Regal. And yes. Regal was like, keep talking, you'll bore me to death. So yeah. Regal so is just good. the coolest man in the, on the planet. Oh, so yeah, Jericho yeah. and Regal both out on commentary for this, the main event, Moxley versus Garcia. We've had this match before and it was fucking excellent. Yeah, and yeah, just give me it again. Give me it every week, please. Once just... again, it was fucking excellent. Yeah. You could give me any iteration of the BCC with Daniel Garcia, and I think I would be eternally happy. Yeah. And yeah, I put anyone, I mean, anyone from that Blood and Guts match on um, Moxie's team, any of those guys, or Yuta, yeah. or anyone. Give me Yuta versus Garcia, that's what I want. I next. want that, like, I am feral for this, I need it. Like, they're like, oh, do you want to put our Wrestle Sons in a fight and see who wins? Yeah, sounds, let's yeah. do that. Um, there was a bit like uh, Garcia just rams Moxie into the stairs, like, super hard, which I think was what made him bleed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm willing to believe that Jericho, uh, that, that Moxie went hard way on that. Like, um, I don't think Mox ever blades. I think Mox no, he does. rather he t- just he t- like... He, t- he talks about it in his book. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, but I mean, like, in my head, I'm like, I don't in, think in, he in my, does. in my head canon, he just, like, finds the sharpest thing at ringside and throws himself face first on it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's... He gets angry match. enough that, like, he just wills a cut <laughs> on his I, forehead. That's, that's what Ric Flair does. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, this match was just everything you wanted. It was just brutal as fuck. They just, beat, really they, they, they just beat the shit out of each other. Um, like they go outside onto tables, over the timekeeper's table. Yeah. Um, um, and as well, um, Daniel Garcia does not fuck about with them headbutts. No. Not at all. Or that pile driver. No, no. They're all very, very scary. Uh, but then Jericho comes down, tries to get the suspicion, the uh, distraction, but Moxie's not, he's too he's too clever for her, basically, and he hits the um, paradigm shift and then puts on a bulldog show that looked so horrible. But that, that um, before that, that um, crab that Daniel Garcia does oh, makes yeah. me wince when he wrenches it back. I'm like, that is, that is nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they just really want to, Injure each other, don't they? Like that's what it feels like when they get in the ring. They really like Garcia. Really, it's his face looks. He's so far ahead of his years. Like his facial expressions and his mannerisms and the way he carries himself. Yeah, like you say he has that air of someone who just like, yeah, I, I don't just want to beat you here. I want to like permanently. I want Yeah, it's like I literally don't want you to be back from this match. Yeah. Um, it's- and wonderful Daniel Garcia related news. Um, they've just put up free on YouTube to watch um, the Daniel Garcia versus Minoru Suzuki match. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a that Yeah, um, that'll, be, that'll be going on. Yeah, totally. But yeah, there was, again, there was a lot of near falls in this match as well. Yeah. Couple for Garcia as well. Like, they, they did a really good job. They did, I don't think Moxie, Moxie's really good at like not giving someone too much so that it makes him look weak, but like just enough that it makes the other guy look quite strong. Yeah, I don't think sense. Mox could look we I think the day that Mox eventually does lose, and in my head, I don't want it to happen, but the day that it does lose in a singles competition, I still don't think he'll come out looking weak at all. It's a lot to unpack from that. We'll go into it in a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, so before we move on to Rampage and the the, the, the bulk of the of the, the meat of the news, do you want to just quickly hit me with some highs and lows? Have you got any? Um, the high for me was um, the Bucks match. Um, yeah, I'm just really. I mean, it's a, it's a loaded question, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But what does Faye like most in the world? Um, but also, honourable mention to the Daniel Garcia and Mox match. Fair. Yeah. Violence makes me happy. <laughs> I'm going to have. I didn't have a low. No, I, no, I didn't one. think you would. Uh, I'm, again, same no, no low for me. I'm going to have the opening match uh, CM Punk FTR versus the. Ass claimed. Yeah, the ass them. claimed and um, the, um, you could call them the ass guns, but that sounds weird. <laughs> I, I, I don't like that. <laughs> and awesome. it's CMFTR. CMFTR, yeah. So good. Uh, so yeah, really good, really, really good episode of Dynamite. Uh, mm-hmm. I fell asleep watching, I had to watch the second half of it the next day when I got back to Liverpool, um, yeah. but it was, it was still really enjoyable. Really good fun. Well worth watching in a hotel room. Would recommend. Oh yeah. Had some I- ice. I had some iced tea while I did it. It was lovely. Yeah. Speaking of watching things live in a hotel room, I did exactly the same thing with Rampage. Bearing in mind, this was during Progress Weekend as well. I don't know why I did this. It was violence. <laughs> and this uh, wasn't like, this wasn't like, it's on early Rampage. This was like 3 a.m. Rampage, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> did not regret it at all. I mean, and well. being deadly serious, yeah. There's not a lot to regret when your first match is the Young Bucks Festival Dress. Ah, uh, that's my... Um, that's my again, serotonin right there. Going back to BTE when Matt Jackson again sincerely says, Yeah, um, we're wrestling on Rampage tonight. We wanted it to be in Sully Rose because they're our favorite tag team to work with. That was so sweet. And also, mm. they put up as well, didn't they? Um, no, the way Matt Jackson on BTE was like, We wrestled here like 15 years ago. It was against the Lucha Bros. Yeah. 
um, they put it up on Twitter and I was like, that is such a nice throwback. I'm here for that. Like, it was great. What can you say about this match? It was, it was a paper. It was, it was only marginally less good than their cage match from last year. Yeah, it was better than, and it was like, remember, remember how there were bit, there was ups and downs to our pay per view at Double or Nothing. Is our apology? Yeah, this is genuinely what it felt like, and I was like, oh man, it's again, it's one of those things where I really felt like. You get it a lot with the young books where people will throw a lot of heat onto the young books. Um, and it's like, oh, well, you know, they're they're just, you know, spot monkeys or whatever, which which they are, but I'm not gonna complain about that because I love it. They're not though, like if you watch like their matches with a clear head and like not like the blinkers on, they do psychology all the time. Like everything's, just, a, everything's a storytelling for them, I think. As, as like one of their bios, however, said, um, people think we don't do psychology because we don't sell limbs. Yeah. Because, because, yeah. because they don't sell like arm injuries. Like people think, oh no, they don't know how to do psychology. No, they do. Like there was a whole, I, I, I keep going back to it, like the match against the Golden Lovers in New Japan, which the whole, that match made me cry. Like maybe physically cry. Yeah. And as well, you've got to think about when they went back to it in with the Kenny and the Hangman a revolution as well. That yeah. threw back to that too. That's, I mean, so, that's, that's still the greatest match in Italy for my money. Easy. Easy. Yeah. I mean, the I ending, the, like, the, the, the 90 seconds, there's two moments at the end of that match. So it's when... Sorry, we'll get, we'll get into this Hangman, match eventually. It's Hangman when, does the one-winged angel. Well, no, it's, it's... Yeah, well, that as well. But, like, no, even, like, after the match, when, like, they're in yeah. the ring and the Bucks and Kenny are, like, stood just, like, where they'd be standing to superkick Hangman if they wanted to superkick him. And they're in the and Hangman's act. standing there if he wants to book shot. Yeah, and then H- Hangman turns around with both hands on the ropes and he's in the perfect position to book shot Kenny. And it's so much foreshadowing and it's unbelievable. Oh. It's such a good storytelling. Yeah. You think the books can't do storytelling and you think they can't do psychology, then you're, you're lying. You're, you're just trying to hate them. Yeah. Very, very hard. And it doesn't work. And I don't believe you. <laughs> they're good Christian boys. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Matt Jackson Matt Jackson said he knows what Bang Bus is on an RJ City video Matt Jackson is not a good Christian boy that's a lie and Nick Jackson has given at least six women sepsis with bad tattoos <laughs> confirmed yeah. Yeah. All, all, at spring, all at spring break yeah 100% but honestly just this match oh, where do I even start I mean my, I'll say my favourite spot of the match was, and it's probably everyone's favourite spot of the match, was when Phoenix had a pin, and then as one of the books came in to break it up, Penta just jumped over his back and did a Canadian Destroyer on him. Canadian Destroyers will forever make me wince. They they make me be a little <laughs> sad on the inside, but also happy, because they're yeah. a very good move. Um, my favourite spot was the double Poison Runner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh brilliant. I mean, this match was just, it was it was just insanity. It was one of the best, it's probably the best match I've seen on free television this year. Can we also talk about the entrance? Yes. The young Bucks just... Well, they didn't show it on Rampage, it was on YouTube and on BTA. Yeah, because I actually stopped and watched the entrance on YouTube before the I watched Bucks the match. had that, I mean, if I was in the arena, I would have bought one of those t-shirts, the Young Bucks with the California flag. I can't like, buy it. I'm it. so mad. I can't so own every shirt. They had like, they had like, the, it was just a black shirt and it had Young Bucks written on it, but they, the yeah. writing was coloured, the colour of the California flag, like the design. Yeah. They had like oh. bandanas with like the California star on them. Stop. They had Jordans in California flag colours. I think they got them, spe- I think they've been given them, you know, definitely. Yeah. 
Absolutely. The dedic- you just have to, I mean, if you, if you, if you, if, even if you don't respect the Young Bucks as wrestlers, if you think they're just flippy boys, you can't tell stories, just respect the effort they put in oh, to, their, to their gimmick and their characters and their gear. Yeah. Like Nick's, Nick's wife, who's like one of the um, costume designers in GVW, she must yeah. be hating. Well, it's the same thingy, isn't it? She's like, they're like, they're, they're like merchandise and thingy people, aren't they? Like in, in AEW, their wives, yeah. but like it's Brandon Cutler's wife, man. She works like double, double time. <laughs> she works like harder than Cutler does and he's got two contracts. Yeah, and she deserves two contracts and they said that in the BT <laughs> like three weeks ago and I was like, yes, yeah, give Lady Cutler all the contracts. Like, And then oh. one, thing, one thing they didn't show, so the, the match ends, um, it's a bit, a bit of people were complaining about the finish a little bit, but it was a throwback. I remember when the Bucks were champions and the Lucha Bros challenged them loads of times and never quite managed to get, get the win. Uh, yeah. They basically just went, Well, it worked before, so it was Paul Bender's mask off because he never ties it up at the back. He's an idiot. He's like that guy who and walks they around fully with his pulled it off. Yeah, and they I, pulled it I, all the way off. And I think as well, it was a way to keep the Bucks still heel, still they, established. They, that they had to do something in, in, that, in front of that crowd, didn't they? To like say, Yeah. We're um, still yeah, and then they hit the BT trigger on Phoenix, picked up the win. After which, um, he showed it on BT. Matt Jackson ran up to the crowd to oh, go hang out with his son. I amazing. cried a little bit watching that yesterday. That was so I'm nice. Lie. Oh, it was so lovely. And he was because obviously they have to travel to the East Coast every single week, and they have like what two days home. Yeah. So that feeling to have like to be able to just. Be at home. Well, to be able to wrestle a match and then just immediately go and hang out with your kid must just have been awesome. Oh, I'm so happy for them. They deserve that. After what three years, they yeah. deserve that show. And they're really, they were really annoyed in BT as well. They were like, we're really annoyed that we don't have SCU with us here. <laughs> like, yeah. But but Christopher Daniels did a company Frankie Kazarian to the ring on dark. All oh, right. Christopher yeah. Daniels also wrestled friend of the podcast Warhorse this week. Really. Yeah. Oh, I love that. He's such a good he's such a good wrestler and I want him to wrestle more in AEW. I don't think he will because he's just, you know, popping up in random places and hounds on Adam Cole for the BCE Championship, which is fine. I mean, he put on a banger with Danielson, didn't he? On the Ring he of did, Valde. yeah. That was, and he that was also, really good. he did a um, great match with Jay White on Strong as well. That's oh, nice. worth a watch. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it and I was happy. This gave me the adrenaline to then watch the rest of Rampage. <laughs> I mean, there was never a chance the Bucks weren't going over in Cali, was there? No, 100%. You, like, you knew they were winning. Like, but it, it was it was a really good um, choice for opponents, folks, the Lucha Bros. Were massive in California, so they wrestled the Lucha Underground a lot. Yeah. So they've got a massive following in California. So yeah, it was a uh, it was a really good, really hot match again. Like the crowd, this was this was live as well when it was happening. Yeah, it this was. wasn't like this wasn't because it was in a different with. arena. Yeah. It was in a different arena because it was in. It was in SoCal, so it was nearer their house than the LA one. Yeah. It wasn't that far at all. Um, but again, once again, the crowd were red hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they debuted that gear. That gear wasn't on Rampage. No. That, on um, Dynamite. The SoCal gear. No. Wasn't on, wasn't on Dynamite. Uh, right. Next up then, we had Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks just annihilating some jobbers. I mean, they got, a pro- they got a promo which lasted longer than the actual match uh, whilst <laughs> the match is going on. And yeah. Ricky Starks did that wonderful walk across the rope again. Yes, and then happy. Hobbs just power slammed the soul out of someone, which was yeah, always fun to see. I want them to somehow, like, I want Hobbs to, like, drop them into the Rochambeau. I'd like that. <laughs> That's what needs to happen next. Uh, next up then, we had Athena versus Kira Hogan. What a treat it was to see this match. Um, it I absolutely really enjoyed, banged. I really enjoyed this. Kira Hogan 
this was the best he's looking at AW by a long way, long, long way. Um, good, good long, good, good long match, eight minute match, um, which on Rampage feels like a long time. It really um, does. I think it'll look great. Uh, the body section on the outside. Um, Again, Stokely, look great. With Big Stoke. Yeah, Athena gets into it with Jade. Yeah, Red Velvet. Red Velvet goes up and like sweeps Athena's leg and the bump she does looked incredible. Yeah, yeah, she really sold that, didn't she? Like she can come in, Athena now. She can be easily one of the top position, position women in this division. She is she is legit. She is so good. She's ready to go. She hit the ground running here. She looked fantastic. She looks believable. She looks the wings. Oh yeah. I mean, was this like I don't know, was this like a specific thing? It looked a bit like uh, Mercy from Overwatch. I'm not entirely sure if, if it was meant to be. I just thought she looked like a pretty fairy. Uh, all I know is Kenny, like Kenny's had to be like mentally restrained probably when he saw that because he was probably getting like, ideas. Yeah. Oh my god, imagine if they had a tag team. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, if Ken, Kenny probably like redid his hair, yeah, watching that. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he's had to take more time off. He was almost oh. ready for Finn though, and he saw yeah. those wings. He sat up so quick. He <laughs> pulled his shoulder again. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic match. A really, really, really good match. Um, Athena wins with that, that with the, I don't know what she calls it, the fourth and race, she calls it now. It used to be the, yeah. the Eclipse, uh, the, the sort of the, that's one dive cutter, which looks phenomenal. Like, it looks like yeah. it really, looks like it wrecks you. Like, no, it really does. Because it kind of whips you down and then, like, back up. Kira sold it really well. Um, I think as well, in Kira's thing, um, I don't think it's a case of she's got better. I think it's a case of she needs to be on t- like main TV more. Yeah, and I think I think Athena, working Athena's on... like the most most experienced opponent she's had, and the, probably the best opponent she's had. And I think it brought the yeah. best out of her, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even when she fought, it was Jade that she fought, wasn't it? Yeah, the TBS, and it was like well, but it was early it was in Jade's quite, career, wasn't yeah. it? Like it was Jade, Jade wasn't was Jade, green then, Jade wasn't ready enough. to lead a match. Um, yeah. Whereas Athena can, she's she's like, she's got that experience. Yeah, totally. Yeah, which was great. Um, crowd loved her as well. Yeah, it was fantastic all round. And uh, next up, Malachi Black and the House of Black are backstage. Oh, they all appear one at a time. And then Julia's there as well. Spooky Julia. Spooky Julia. That's what I wanted. That's all I wanted. And they showed her spitting the black gunk on pack. And then um, Julia, very cryptic Julia to celebrate. Isn't this what you want? Yeah. She's, yeah I love this. It, it's it's sort of like, it's, it's almost got a bit meta now. It's sort of playing into like, what people have been it's almost playing into like the little bit of criticism they've had about it online about it moving slowly and they're sort of like oh you know Malachi's like he's he's, a, he's a incredible at like incorporating oh, like like real everything. things into his promos and stuff yeah. like that so yeah, yeah. fantastic I, I, I'm not entirely sure where this is all going I'm a little bit scared because this poopy but yeah I'm, I'm here for it <laughs> I'm always worried I have this undercurrent of fear whenever they do something I'm like but Who's their next opponent, and will they be okay once it's, it's, they come out? But of it's it? just like I, I, I still don't think I'm, I'm just there. Like, what if what if they just take it all away from me? What if they make the house go away and I never see them again? Like every time I see them, I think, what if this is the last time I ever see them? I need to I need to watch every second of this just in case. One hundred percent. Also, the day that they face the elite, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm going to be inconsolable. It, yeah, we'll send someone around. Yeah, Let's check, check on me, please. Uh, right. Speaking of crying. Um, next to then CM Punk comes out. Oh man, and oh my yeah. lord, like CM Punk's like as he's coming to the ring, he's gonna cut tears in his eyes, and you can tell he, he, he promised they promised, quote, CM Punk makes an announcement about his career, and it was like, oh, fuck. Is it? that's what it felt like for me. I was like, what? Because I hadn't heard anything about the injury at all, I hadn't heard about it, so this was like, this gave me the fear straight mm. away. 
So first of all, Punk said like every bone in his body was telling to go home, even the broken ones. But you yeah. have to say and stay and speak to the crowd. I like this as well. So he says, yeah, good news and bad news. And then he just says to the crowd, like, which one do you want first? Yeah. Yeah. I love the honesty. And I, and I think, I think this is Punk's greatest strength at the minute is that he can be honest with the crowd and hmm. tell his he's way. In that, he's in that like really earnest like phase, isn't he? Where like the crowd buy him totally, like everything he says. Like he can literally just hold his hand up and like, the crowd, they get, they get nuts when he comes out, and then he can just, he can just literally go like that, and then they will just fall completely silent. He's got they like, want to know everything he has yeah. to say. They'll hang on his every word, and and it, this was, I mean, this this was this was real. This wasn't like a this wasn't a promo. This wasn't the storyline. Punk's hurt. He needs surgery. He he offered to relinquish the belt. Yeah. He's, he said he doesn't want to hold the belt up. He doesn't want to like hold the company hostage. Again, a little throwback to to what you know. He did want to hold the company hostage back in. Uh, yeah, he really did. In the summer punk, and he did want to hold the belt up. So, but moving on from that, we'll get back to that. I'm sure we will at some point. Yeah, and he basically <laughs> said, "Yeah, he's he's not he's not done. He he'll be back. He just needs to get fit and get healthy." Um, and yeah, basically, he's going to come back. He, he took it's when he took the title off. Like Jesus Christ! Like, the it was like, is he just going to leave it in the in the ring? That's what I thought. I was like, is this it? Because in my thing, in my head, I was like. I know I wanted Hangman to win, but I didn't want Punk to not be here. Mm. I didn't want Punk to not be champion. Like, I never wanted that for him, like, ever. And he said he's basically he's going to come back. So, th- there was some back and forth on this, but a, c- a couple of hours later, it all sort of shook out. So, what we're getting is, this week on Dynamite, there's going to be a battle royal at the start of the show. The winner of that will go on to face John Moxley in the main event, who is currently the number one ranked challenger yeah. for the title. Whoever wins that match will advance to Forbidden Door. At Forbidden Door, they will face the winner of Tanahashi and Goto, who fight at Dominion. Yeah. And the winner of that match at Forbidden Door will become the AW World Champion, interim AW World Champion. And then presumably when Punk comes back, he will fight the interim champion, and then they will do it like they did with Cody and Sammy. They'll crown a champion there. Oh, you know what, right? I love if they give... And I don't know who's gonna like. I've got a million percent, million people that I would love to be champion. Eddie Kingston is definitely at the top of that list. Um, right, Eddie, Eddie Kingston was my first thought, and then I would like Mox. And then, well, we'll see. I thought about this, and the problem is, it's probably going to be whoever wins against Moxley, whoever wins out of Moxley, and whoever is going to the Bidden Door, and they're probably going to fight Tanahashi. Yeah, a hundred percent. Now, who are New Japan? Gonna let lose, gonna let beat Tanahashi out of AW. Mox? Yeah, I mean, I'm telling you now, it ain't no Eddie Kingston, sadly. No. But what if, what if Mox's first loss, where he could be the fir- the only, the first two time AW champion? What if it's to Tanahashi? What if his first loss? What if we just have a mad situation where Tanahashi becomes AW world champion? Yeah. Then he just defends the belt every like month or so on AW. Yeah. Or and just, then, well, yeah. he's already said that he'll let Punk wrestle in uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Imagine if he holds the belt. Till... What if Punk has to go to Wrestle Kingdom to get the belt back? Oh, that would be good. That would be mad. I mean, the, the sensible money just let's just put it on Mox because that's that's easy and it's, and it's Mox smart. Deserves it. And it's smart. And Mox, <laughs> Mox never had a run with the title with fans. Yeah. He carried Mox the belt. He carried it. the belt all through the COVID era to empty arenas and had banging matches, cut incredible promos. Yeah. Like I, I watched 
just walked back because I was like, I was like, it has to be Eddie, it has to be Eddie, or it has to be Miro, or it has to be someone who doesn't, who isn't going to get the belt normally. But then I watched the Mox promo before he fought Lance Archer, and I was like, no, just put it back on Moxley. Because <laughs> I said my my immediate thought was put it back on Moxley. I didn't even when I heard about this battle royale in my head, I was like, I'd very much like a Hangman and Mox match because I was cheat. I feel cheated out mm. of this match. Like I wanted this before. I wanted this for after full gear. But then, obviously, Mox. Well, the problem is we're not going to get Hangman because he's fighting Dave Finley. Which is going to fuck. It's going to be. I mean, it's going to be great, but it, it does take Hangman out of the out of the equation. I think. I mean, I'd love to see Kings to be Mox again, like and Mox like doing the Mox putting Kingston down because like it's he's his best friend, but it's business time. And yeah, to... and I'd like to see. And again, that that was something that we wanted to see as well. We wanted that to be Mox's heel turn, didn't we? That he. I would like Mox v Miro. Because Mira replaced Moxley in the championship tournament. Yeah. I would um, like Mox v Jericho. I'd just like to see Jericho get very badly beat up. Yeah. I would like Mox v Danielson. Let's yeah, throw Moxie that Danielson. in there. I mean, Danielson's injured, though. He's out for two weeks. Oh, yeah, with concussion. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's have Mox v Cole. Let's have Mox beat the shit out of Adam Cole. And it'll make me happy. Mox v Joe. Yeah. And the sound will just like break just, the sound just, barrier. Just mocks for anyone who's like anyone. Mocks for <laughs> just have Mox be the roster. I mean, I'd even take Mox Starks and give Starks a really spirited showing, but have Mox just overcoming. Just have Mox and Utah again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mox VJ White. Throw I, that in the, there. The more I thought about it, and the further we've got from the, because like on on like on Saturday. I couldn't think straight when my brain was just going through all the possible. <laughs> I'd already booked like an Eddie Kingston six month title run in my head after like 10 minutes of hearing, of hearing the news. But the more I thought about it and the more I've sat down and like looked at it in the cold light of day, I can't see past Moxley. No, me neither. And the only, and in my head, if it goes the other way, I can only see Mox losing to someone as big as Tanahashi. Yeah. And then that being a great little rivalry. I mean, are we, are we dismissing uh, Goto here? I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. And, and don't forget, Mox Tanahashi was the match that Mox was desperate to have last year. Yeah, and, and he, he never still and, is. He, and he never got it because he, he said he's, he said Tanahashi kept ducking him, and he said he didn't want to face him, and he wouldn't come through the forbidden door. Well, now here he is. He's offering himself up, and now Mox is just going to go get him and murder him. Mm. It'd be great because he could, he couldn't get him a capital collision, and every time he mentioned him, it was all with like all the venom in the world. Whenever he says his name, yeah. Um. So yeah. The boogeyman is definitely coming to collect that debt, isn't he? <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yeah. It'd be mad when the AW World Champion puts uh, Matt Cardona through a pane of glass to win the DCW World Championship, isn't it? Man, can't wait for that. Imagine we could, be living, we could be living in a world where the AW World Champion in like a month's time could be doing deathmatch wrestling in front of 250 people in Philadelphia. Um, let's also talk about how we could have the AW World Champion in... In Liverpool in September. Potentially, yeah, potentially. <laughs> Not confirmed, but I know they are trying very hard to, to get John Moxie for, for September. I, I don't if he wins this if they put the belt on him, it ain't gonna happen. He ain't gonna let the world champion come to Liverpool. They yeah, they absolutely should. They <laughs> absolutely should bring the belt. Yeah, bring the belt. I would pay so much money. Yeah, if you want me to buy taken. another hundred and twenty pounds. If you say it's hundred quid for a picture with Mox in the title, I would fucking take that tomorrow. Hundred <laughs> percent. I don't need my hundred and eighty pounds. You and Gregor appearance in Scotland. You can take that. <laughs> Give me Mox and the belt in Liverpool while he's like covered in blood, and I think I might just ascend to the heavens. So yeah, so that was like that was like the big, the big 
news. And it, I, feel, I feel really bad for Sky and um, Martin Dante because it kind of, that announcement kind of robbed the main event of like all of it. For me, right, I felt like Sky and Martin should have opened the show. And I know they're the belt, so typically belt goes last. But and, I think but, I think you should have swapped the main and the books no, around. You can't, yeah, you can have the books. You want to cheer everyone up, couldn't you? After that, but like that, that, that announcement was such a bombshell that, like, no matter where you put it, it was just going to kill whatever came after it. Yeah, yeah. Unless you opened the show with Punk and then did all the other matches and then finished with this. Yeah, yeah, you could. Mind you, there's nothing worse than a downer mm. when when it first opens. So I think they should swap you're, the matches. You ever, you ever seen Raw? Not, not by choice these days. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, I think they could have swapped it round because I think a lot of things overshadows the end match. Um, yeah. well, there was, a, there was a point where Excalibur was simultaneously trying to run down the card for Wednesday's Dynamite, explain the CM Punk title situation, and call attention to the fact that Dan Lambert was doing interference all at the same time, and I think his mouth nearly exploded. Yeah, it, and as well, it's it's at those points as well where Chris Jericho was like, shut up, Excalibur, this thing's happening in the match right now. And then, like, he got, he went right back to it. And anyway, what were you saying, Excalibur? It was so funny. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But imagine the Blackpool Combat Club with the AEW world champion in it. Yeah, I mean, because then you could run him against Jericho, couldn't you? And you could run him against um, fucking everyone, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, Moxie can work heel as a champion easily, if he has to. Easy. He doesn't have to be heel though. He's he's never gonna be he- fully heel. No, but he can he, he can work like bad guy against Bastard like the like against the likes of like Dante and against the likes of you know Wheeler or anyone like that. Yeah. Trent. Yeah. Sorry, I've like ju- again I've just talked over the Garcia and Scorpio match, but everything else has happened. Yeah, I mean the Scorpio guy Dante Martin. It was a it was a fine match, a fine main event. Uh, yeah. Again, Scorpio said like he fucking did his muscle in his knee and like. Halfway through the match, like a tendon, it looked like his, he did. Yeah, yeah he, he basically said he could only use one of his legs. Which, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening with these AW title belts. Is, is, um, is that curse New Japan one been in the building? Is it infected all the other ones? No, no, no. I think the blood curses, uh, Hangman's blood curse, has turned into like a mega curse because <laughs> you've killed your beloved baby face. This is Hangman died, and like now yeah. we're all suffering. Yeah, that's it. Because Kenny, here's my thing: is that Kenny paid with his personality and became a shit house. Hangman bled at every title defense, and now, and now all the bad punk, Punk's just injured. Yeah, and now Punk's injured. That's paid, it. With, paid with his foot bones. You get a free Dan Housen has come in, and all the cases have happened. Did CM Punk not pay Dan Housen for the good sleep? Is that what happened? Apparently, he's paid up till double or nothing, so maybe they want a dynamite. Um, wasn't it was an extra, we didn't pay him for that one, didn't, didn't take yeah. the extra, extra, extra protection out. Yeah, uh, anyway, I mean, the match, the main event match was fine, it was a really good match. Scorpius guy, again, he's gonna have one of them like really understated. Scorpius guy, I feel like Scorpius guy is like the hangman of the TNT title division. Like, isn't like he's like a lot of people are gonna go online and say that his run's really bad and like he's not booked well, but then if you look at all the matches, like under Mike, like individually, they're all like absolute bangers. Yeah, I was really hoping for face Scorpio, and it makes me sad. Oh, that was like that, 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 that hangs out as one of the weirdest. It's, it's right there for you. Like you turn Scorpio heel to try and keep to try and desperately keep Sammy face, and it just didn't happen for no, you. You wasted all of that, right? you, and then you, we could have had Scorpio versus Ethan, and that would have fucked. Yeah, 
Absolute. Anyway, um, yeah, so Scorpio wins with the TKO. Danza hit a TKO earlier on in the match, which was cool, and then Scorpio hit, hit one at the end for the win. Uh, again, like, it feels like the match got... No one was really conscious. I mean, I, I couldn't even, like, focus on it. By the time it came around, I was like, no, no. My, my head was spinning. Um, but yeah, it was one of them. Um, Scorpio won. It was a really fun match. I really enjoy watching Dante wrestle, and I really enjoy <sighs> Dante. Dante. It... He's so, he's getting. He, he, people say like people keep saying, "Oh yeah, he's good." Like he said in, in his pre-match promo, like people keep saying, "Oh yeah, he's going to be really good," and he's like, "No, I want to prove that I am good right now." No, he one hundred percent is, and like, I think the only time that a wrestler has like get him and Hangman and Phoenix have both given the props after a match, mm. like Hangman called him back out. Yeah, was like, "You want to do this again? You let me know." That match was so good though. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. And then, um, obviously, Phoenix giving him a hug. Yeah, that match, that match was also so. I mean, you can spot the pattern yeah. here, can't you? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's a there's a correlation, isn't it, that we definitely can't ignore. Um, this this rampage was fucking amazing, and it really did shit all over Dynamite. No offense, but it did. What did it though? Because Dynamite was also incredible. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that like as in like it was the I mean, it was it a just, bad show. This, it's this, just that I mean, th- this was just such a new like a bomb of an announcement from i mean like punk drops that not drop punk's gone punk's, like punk's, punk's out like this this was there was nothing real or fake you could put on another show that would be bigger than this no never yeah i mean like everyone seems to be injured now if you got danielson then you got cody rhodes and raw as well remember when everyone was saying like oh no aw we've got too many people on the roster or why they're doing this well this is why because when people get put on the shelf like kenny and punk and moxie has to go away for a bit you've got hangman sort of kid you've still got you know danielson or jericho guys that are just yeah. there to be like you've got oh, look bring, here we pa- are. bring pack bad up give him get him in the title picture yeah that's the thing they they have and it's not that they're backup plans because they're not they're no. they're amazingly capable performers and that can never be un- overlooked or I mean, understated I, at all. Not even just talking about who wins the, the Battle Royal on Wednesday. I can't wait to see who's in the Battle Royal on Wednesday because that's going to give you a real <laughs> idea. I didn't even yeah. consider it. That's Throw gonna pack gi- in that, there. That's going to give you a real idea of who Tony Khan considers their like upper tier of because it's going to be it's going to be all all thriller. Can you imagine isn't it? the gonna... madness of Pack and Tanahashi. If <laughs> Would, would they even be able to communicate? Can Tanahashi oh even understand God. that level of jury? <laughs> that would be so good. Like, can we, in a weird alternate universe, that's happening and it sounds perfect. Pack taking Tanahashi for a steak bacon and Nuki Brown after the match. Yeah, let's let's throw Pack in the G1. Let's just do that. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so before we wrap it up then, uh, any high, well, I mean, this is, I'm asking again, I'm asking a loaded question. What's loaded your high? question. Um, okay, I'm going to strike out the books because that's that's always going to be my high. And my high for this match, for this rampage was, um, I think it was Punk's p- promo. I can see that, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like a make you feel good. No, but, but it, 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 terms it hurt of a, my heart. It turns of a moment that you couldn't take your eyes off. Yeah. Yeah, like, that really hit. And especially for me, who has been anti-punk since Double or Nothing. Like, yeah. I feel like I've, I got told, I was speaking to my cousin who's moved to, um, our Mark, who's moved to Ibiza. I was speaking to him on the phone because he's still watching it today. And he was like, you you willed this into existence. This is your <laughs> fault. And I was like, thanks. You, so you were, you were anti-punk since Double I think so an entire six days. Yeah, and I've cursed it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, that and... Um, 
just the, the main event was brilliant. Like Dante Martin continues to deliver and just mm. be brilliant and fantastic. Again, I, I can't, I can't really remember much of that main event because, like, I think I was just numb, like, me, like mentally numb watching it because of what it I was just, like. What I just seen. It, it was like though the familiarity of Dante Martin consistently being fantastic was like mm. the wrestling equivalent of having a hot chocolate and a shock blanket. <laughs> it was a nice. It wasn't. It wasn't like oh, it's an unbelievable main event, but it's like here's here's what you enjoy, and here's some comfort after. It was what like when happened. um like when Renee tweeted a while back that she makes Moxie a hot chocolate before bed, like every night. Yeah. Oh yeah. Man. <laughs> I think it's got, a, um, you got the, the best picture of Moxie with his little hot chocolate marshmallows. Yeah. Just covered in blood. He's like, a whole yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even shower, got a bit of glass yeah. on his shoulder or something, you know. <laughs> um obviously yeah, I guess no no lows now. No, no. Well, no. Lows in AEW, that very rarely happens. <laughs> again, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna not pick again the Young Bucks match. Because it was basically a pay per view match on TV, and it was... yeah, it goes without saying. <laughs> but I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give it up for Athena versus Kira Hogan. I thought that was that yeah. was exceptional. I was so excited to see what Athena was, because um, like without being overly critical, like Ruby came in and it took her a little bit of time to find her feet. Um, I feel like Tony hasn't really quite managed it. Her first match was a little bit hit here or there. Athena came in and was like, "Nah, I'm just going to fucking ball out." Here we go. Yeah, hundred percent. Like she was like, "No, look at me." remember how good I was or even better how much of a treat must that be for people who have never seen Athena wrestle mm. like the yeah. last time I saw her was like in the Royal Rumble as Ember Moon so she's come a long Ember way Ember Moon was one of my favourites as well she's one of my favourite women wrestlers also Athena massive D&D fan because um, <gasps> yes. Brandon Cutler tweeted her and was like yeah critical botch win yes please more <laughs> of that I think they need to really give that a go you know uh, just one last thing before we wrap it up. Speaking about D and D, on Thursday there's a special on Netflix, which I think is going to be the Stranger Things cast playing D and D. Yeah, it's part of D and D beyond that. I got yeah. it in notification today. So lots of fun D and D action for you there. I want, I want like them to do D and D with people who have never played it before. So get like Eddie Kingston and Mark. Oh, and Eddie things. Kingston doing D and D would be hilarious. <laughs> Eddie, Kings, e- Eddie Kingston thinks everything's real. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So. Eddie Kingston as a barbarian, please. <laughs> uh, right, I think that'll do it for us then. Um, this yeah. time, join us for next week when we'll find out exactly who's yeah. going to Forbidden Door. Just see Dominion's this weekend. Dominion is Sunday at six o'clock in the morning on New Japan World. So, this time next week, we'll know exactly what the, the match is, won't we? For, yeah, um, we'll be able to fantasy book. Yeah, Down excellent. Right, well, thank you very much for joining us. Um, excellent. We'll see you all next week. As always, take care, stay safe, enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you all very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>